0: Welcome to Take It or Leave It, an advice-ish podcast for parents. You can download this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play Music or at com. Make sure while you're over there, you leave us a five-star
1: review. I'm your host, Meredith Masony. And I'm your host, Tiffany Jenkins. This podcast will discuss all things marriage, motherhood, and everything in between. Please remember, we're not professionals at anything you may actually need. So any advice we give you, you can take... Or leave because it might be crap. On today's episode of Take It or Leave It. Um, Meredith stealing my idea and acting like it's hers. What? What idea Sorry. did I steal? No, it's fine. What idea did I steal? You, when you sent me the topics, I couldn't help but notice that one of them is a topic that I mentioned to you months ago. Which one? And you're just now coming around like, oh, look, at, I've got this great idea. What? Domestic what? blisters. Which one? The last one. We'll get to
0: it. Oh, we'll, we'll, that's domestic blisters. Yeah. I didn't even realize that.
1: Hmm, surprise
0: mother. Mm-hmm. Trump. I didn't even realize that. But I said to you, why don't you reach out to her and have her come on as a guest? I said, well, just reach out to her and see if she wants to be a guest. I didn't realize that her, that was her video.
1: Yeah. She's we, amazing.
0: We wrote up the video, mm-hmm. but I didn't realize that her handle was domestic blisters. Yeah. It's in the article. Well, I know, but I mean, I didn't. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I didn't yeah, I didn't write the article but so- I found the 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 video and my Hear editor that? and I
2: I found the video. No,
0: my editor and I okay. You know what?
1: I found the video. F all y'all. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You know I what? love you. I don't really
0: want to do the podcast today. I'm not feeling it.
1: Really? Yeah, I think I'm gonna leave. What are you gonna do about it? Well, I feel like Dave will take your spot, and we'll be fine. Wow! Did you think you were going to hurt my feelings? I was wow. born to hurt feelings. They oh. call me Hurt Feeling McGee in high school. Did they now? Just because my feelings were always hurt. <laughs> Why aren't you feeling it? I was kidding. Were you though? I was, and
0: yeah. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> All right. We need to get back on track. So
1: today's episode, we will be talking about a red- I cannot move on okay. without discussing why you don't like <sighs> me anymore. Okay. I like why you- don't you want to do the podcast? I like you. Are just- you tired? I like you
0: just fine. I want to do the podcast. Just fine. Um.
2: You look just fine in those jeans. Not great. Just fine.
0: Did you guys, when I was out for two seconds, did you, were you like, Hey, let's gang up on
1: her and no, but I hate feeling ganged up on. So if that's how you feel, I apologize. I hate being ganged up on. It's one of my biggest pet peeves. It makes me cry.
0: Well, I, I was just kidding.
1: Okay. Oh, you're yawning.
0: I am a little tired.
1: Okay, let's um, go talk about I had, the
0: topics. I had to fight with Sophia. I can't wait for school to be over. I had to fight with Sophia. I have to fight with her every single day to get up at 6 a.m. And I hate it. And I hate mm. the school start time. And every day I wake her up and then she goes back to sleep. And then 10 minutes later, I have to I have to scream again to get her up. And then Dave gets mad because he's like, stop screaming. Just get up and get her up. And it's like, I don't want to get out of bed. I already got out of bed to wake her up. Mm -hmm. she's driving me nuts. I need school
1: to be over. How much longer?
0: Uh, Thursday of next week, next. So, so four more after today, four more school days, right? Friday,
1: Monday, Tuesday, five more school days. Damn it. And then everybody can just sleep in.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, I just, I'm over it. And I think it's stupid that they have the middle school start time at 6am. Make the elementary kids do it. They're easier to get up. Right. Anyway, I'm just over it. And so all morning, and then I was rushing her out the door, and she's like, You're rushing me. And I'm like, Yeah, I'm, yes, I'm rushing you. Get up and get out. I'm good observation. I am, I am in fact, rushing you. You figured it out. You've cracked the code. This is me rushing you. And I'm tired of doing this every single day because I don't right. have to get up at six o'clock. You do.
1: Right. Get a spray bottle. Bu- schools. Haley said, "Get a spray bottle and squirt her like a cat."
0: <laughs>
1: That's a good idea. Caden's school starts at eight thirty, and I open my eyes at eight oh five, <laughs> and it's because he was rubbing my arm, and I was like, <laughs> "Oh, oh no, this is oh good. no, oh no, That's oh funny. no." Okay, so continue, and I'm sorry about your morning, and I love you. Okay i don't remember where we
0: were oh on today's episode of take it or leave it hold on i have it we have a retired gymnast olympian a retired olympic gymnast who is staging a comeback um is it dominique bucciano um then we have a psychologist who takes to twitter okay. to tell her husband i don't know
1: guys i don't know i i pulled these
2: a lot of stories no names <sighs> I'm just joking.
1: She's from the 90s. I loved watching her. I don't know who that is.
2: Who's the one with the, the jumped with like the broken leg.
1: That was Carrie shrug
0: and she's who's here. I can't today. What is going on with this episode? Um, then we have a psychologist who takes to Twitter to tell husbands, if you want more sex, do more chores. And the viral TikTok explaining the psychology behind the mess um, and saying, you are not lazy. And that is domestic blisters, you said, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. She's
1: great. I always recommend people to her on TikTok.
0: Yeah, I'm not, I don't really (gasps) understand
1: TikTok. I'm not on it anymore, but when I was. you're still on a break? Yeah, I'm on a break from everything. Still? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. And how are you feeling? Good. Good good that's good yeah I've been uh doing a lot of family stuff I think my because you know my stepdad's really sick and we FaceTime every day and it just really puts it into perspective how short life is and how you know we all kind of just carry on our days assuming we have another one and so I'm just like in this thing where I'm like what really matters Mm -hmm. what is really important Mm -hmm. to me in the end, what really matters? And it's it's not viral videos. It's not internet notoriety. It's, it's my family. Mm-hmm. And so while I'm grateful for the first stuff, it's my family that f- completely fills me. And so I've been dedicating as much time to that as possible and waiting until I feel like making videos and being creative again. And it's just not here yet. And it will be soon, hopefully. And I'll get back to it.
0: Yeah, I think that is true, completely true. Like Dave was saying to me the other day, he's like, are you going to make a video anytime soon? And I was like, no, I'm not. And he's Mm -hmm. like, well, you realize that like people want your sketch comedy. And I was like, well, they can't have it because I don't have anything to offer at this moment. And you can't get water from a dry well. So yeah. I'm going to continue to go live because that makes me happy and talking to people and having our daily conversations makes me happy because then we just, it's a conversation and I like having conversations with my friends. So I'm just going to keep going live, but no, I've not had an inkling to make a I actually had a video idea for the first time, uh, when I was running the other day and I, I would like to do it with you. I'd like you to play. The other person I just don't know how we would do it because I think it, w- it would be one where we'd have to be in the same room I think today we
1: have Samantha from England opening oh. things up for us be sure to call us at 315-834-2696 and leave oh. us a message so you can open the show for us Does
0: she have an English accent hi this is Samantha I'm from England but I now live in Florida and I love you guys so much
1: anyway I'm a mom to four plus two bonus my four are. Uh, I can't remember. Nine, seven,
0: five, and two. And my bonus babies are 13 and 16,
2: 15. Um, anyway, we're all here. Oh, I've forgotten. <laughs> that was it. She just hung up.
0: She hung up. She... I love it. Okay. I need her phone number. I have to call her back because I loved listening to her. And I just want—I just want to talk to her all day. I just want to say, "Mummy," and I just want to call her "Mummy" and say, "Hi, Mummy." I don't know. I just—I love, I love that accent.
1: I love it. I do. It feels like very. Can somebody get that dog?
0: I well so, apparently somebody's my in my face. house
1: and she's very upset by it. We're gonna have to put her on the payroll.
0: She's got to. We could. We'll have to kennel her.
1: She's been sick. Oh, geez. So I I, you don't have to go that extreme. No, I, was just saying. I
0: didn't mean kennel like a way, like kennel in the house, like the kennel, <laughs> not like we're going to put her <laughs> I, down now. That's down not what work. I meant. I meant put her in the kennel that's in our bedroom. Um, but she's been sick, so she hasn't left my side and, oh. um, she is been super agitated. She apparently had some poop problem, like, uh, a, like a di- she had diarrhea, and she got some virus, right? And then she got a UTI from pooping and getting bacteria in her paw. And so the poor thing was just a mess. And so I guess when they get really sick like that, that causes vomiting and the chills. And so I took her into the vet on Monday when they opened back up because this started like. Friday, I started noticing, I was like, she's just not acting right. And then she peed in the house over the weekend. And I was like, Oh, she's sick. Like she never pees in the house.
1: Mm. So
0: I mean, she's 70, 74, 75 pounds. So it's like, if she pees in the house, it's like a, per, like a, like a grown adult thing on your floor. Wow. So I was like, no, no, she's sick. So, um, I've just I'm been keeping her with me. She's fine. She's doing much better now. She's on like six medications twice a day. <laughs> Wow! Yeah. Yes. Yeah. She is. She's so. She's even better. Are you calling this lady back for real? No. 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 Dave left. We're just sitting here. I just. I personally will be calling her back because we are now. She and I are now friends. She doesn't know it yet. But. But I'm. I'm gonna just be like hello and see what happens. (laughs) She might be like, "This is actually offensive." Yeah. Uh, So probably not call me anymore. I probably won't do that. Um. All right. So let's go ahead and get started, shall we? Are we doing a mom fail?
1: i wasn't prepared
0: okay i mean clearly you're always winning so you don't have one yeah but i'm sure i could muster one up because my entire life is a fail so let's see um well i already bitched about sophia not getting up which is constant Um, yeah i don't know i made fun of matthias uh i made fun of matthias the other day which was probably not very nice what do you mean you um, made fun of him? So I've been, we've been egging him on to ask out this girl at school because all he does is talk about her and text with her. And then I guess they set, they made plans and then she canceled the plans that morning and claimed that she had an allergy attack, which I'm sure she did. I don't think any of it isn't true. Like I think that the poor girl probably has bad allergies and had an allergy attack. And so I looked at him and I was like, an allergy attack. But I was like, mm-hmm. you know, and so, mom, stop, mom, stop. She really did. She, uh, I'll ask her to, to send me your doctor. I was like, do not ask that girl to send you a doctor's note. I was like, I was just kidding. I'm sure it was, I'm sure it was an allergy attack. I said, when she's ready to reschedule, you know, reschedule. Cause he, he's been crushing on this girl hard for a while, but I started making fun of him. So, um, and then I felt a little guilty about it, but that's funny, you know, we'll
2: see. I think I'm gonna teach him some moves. Mm. Oh, you... The sweet lady?
1: What do you mean, Dave? How to chat like up dance moves?
2: No, you don't, you don't. No one wants any of that. How to chat up the ladies?
1: I don't think they want any of what you have to. I'm sorry.
2: What? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me.
1: I didn't mean it like that. Uh, I mean, sure like, what? What kind of moves?
2: Forget it now.
1: No, like
2: no. I'm gonna go if, back into my little cave no, and just. If not hide. dance
1: moves, are you talking about? Just how to how to chat him up? Oh, how to talk to the lady? Yeah,
2: look, Meredith stalked me for a year. All right, for a year.
1: Mm-hmm. What and would you tell him?
2: She's gotta be nice. You gotta. That's true. You, you can't be so nice where you just give it all away. You gotta be firm. But you gotta be nice. You look
1: pretty today. <laughs>
2: Well, no, you know, the whole nice guy finished last thing, right? Like that's, that's, there's some truth to that, but you can't be an a-hole. You got to be nice, respectful, but also not just give it all away because then the thought is that you can be taken advantage of.
1: Yeah. That's it. True that. That's all. You should tell him that. I don't think guys will take advice from their dad. Will they like, like girl advice? Do guys usually take advice from their dad?
2: Uh, he refuses to listen to absolutely everything I say.
1: Well, but, oh. but that's, he refuses to listen to anything,
0: any of us, any adult says, because he's 15 and he now officially knows everything. Yes.
2: Mm. So we're
0: in that, we're in that spot now where they just, he, he knows he everything. He did enjoy
2: the story that I shared about his mother last night.
0: Again, really?
2: What story? Where she made me pick up her boyfriend and take that's them not, on a date. That's we'll not just leave it at that. It's <laughs> not true.
0: <laughs> I mean, are, we're talking about 23 years ago, 25 years ago. I don't even know how long ago.
2: Uh, what? How long ago what? When she made me pick her up and then said, pick up my friend. And then she spent the whole evening with her friend, whose name was Chris.
1: Oh, oh, so this <sighs> incident didn't take place last night. You oh, no, no, no. You just told him this story.
2: Yeah. And he was like, what happened to you? And then he's like. Wait a minute. Was it mom? <laughs> That's basically Mer- what it was.
1: That's hilarious. So Dave liked Meredith. Meredith needed a ride to a date with another guy. It was yep. like, let's hang out. And I'm going to bring my friend.
2: Well, we'd already been dating for several months. <laughs> oh,
1: dang. Let's get Chris on the phone.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> Listen, first of all, can we stop telling this story?
2: It's hurtful. Oh, my God. There are scars. Anyway, so that was my example of you can't just give it all away. Although when you find the one, you know it's the one and you do whatever you have to. Right.
0: Who's your one?
2: The looking.
1: There it is.
2: But I got my eye on someone. Potty with three. I'm kids. Married.
1: <laughs> I've told you this so many times. It's like Potty with three kids. Why is it Dave there it is? What? Oh. Never mind. Go ahead. What were you going to say? Easy, Tiffany.
2: This is a G-rated.
1: I feel like (laughs) there's weird tension in the air.
0: He tells this story all the time. It's like, I I have no defense. Clearly, it looks bad because it is. It's just funny. So I just sit silently. What am I supposed to do? I was not the best girlfriend, for being honest. (laughs) I was not very nice. I was not the best girlfriend. I'm a very good wife. Okay. But not a great girlfriend. All right. So there's that. So what's the first topic today? (laughs) And I mean, it's like he keeps bringing these things up and it's like, I don't know what you want me to do about 25 years ago. I think he's just
1: trying to make a joke, content, podcast, poking fun of you.
0: Yeah, well, he wins. Okay. Um. I thought this story was really interesting. A retired gymnast, Olympian, and mom stages a comeback. Uh, her name is Chelsea Memel, and at the height of her career, she was an Olympian and all-around world champion. Then she retired and took on the title of mom. During her nine years of retirement, she gave birth to a son and do- and daughter, now aged six and three. And uh, Memel kept up with comings and goings in gymnastics and did some uh commentating for major televi- televised events, but decided that she was going to make a comeback. And she started during uh, the, the pandemic during, you know, in 2020. Uh, while some of us were binge watching Tiger King and gaining mm-hmm. the quarantine 15, she was out training every single day in the gym. And now that work has paid off as she, she has returned to the national stage last week in Indianapolis, competed on both the balance beam and the vault and she did it just shy of her 33rd birthday. That's right. She was born in 1988. And, um, although she's not a geriatric millennial, Mm. uh, she is a millennial and she is coming back and taking the, uh, taking her spot again in the world of gymnastics. And I'm just thinking to myself, wow, like, I don't, I mean, now I'm, I'm 40 going on 41. So it's, I think it'd be a lot harder to do at this point, but even back at 33,
1: I don't know that my body could ever. No, that's what my question is. Like I can't walk to the mailbox without getting winded. And so I'm wondering like the amount of work that goes into being a gymnast is insane. And I didn't realize it until I took my kid to gymnastics practice once and they do not mess around. Like it's very intense. And so the idea, like, are there any gymnasts in the Olympics who have kids or are they all just like little, are they kids themselves?
0: Um, I think for the most pa- I mean, I don't really know that much about it, but I know for the most part, they're younger women, right? Like late teens, early twenties, because I think there is a shelf life on how long your body can endure gymnastics, right? Cause it's yeah. a very difficult sport and you can hurt I mean, literally, literally everything,
1: every joint. Like once you become a mom, you start to get like nervous about like doing extracurricular because you're like, dude, I can't be out of commission. I got a six and three year old.
0: Yeah. So she's just, but I guess when it's something that you're super passionate about, right? Yeah. Uh, You, you know, you, uh, you, you go out there and you get it. And I just, my poor body, I can't
1: even imagine putting my body through that. Like what it must take. You work out a lot. Like you're a fit person. So it's not that far off.
0: It's very far off.
1: It's very far off. There aren't like what these people do,
0: what, what any Olympic athlete does and the training that they go through. I, I couldn't last one session of any event of any Olympian. There's no way. You work out every day? I work out 5 or 6 days a week, but it's mostly like old lady fast walking in the neighborhood, some hit classes here or there. You know, it's not like the Iron Man or the
1: Right. You know, the like it's
0: nowhere CrossFit. near that. I can't Yeah, I, I I was I did CrossFit in my early 30s and was in really good shape, but then I was just getting injury after injury after injury because I think, I don't know that you should be lifting that much weight. Like, I don't know. Like I just, I was hurt a lot. I hurt my shoulder. I hurt my knee. I was like, uh, uh-uh. and it was just too much. Cause then you were, you're hobbling around. Good Lord. I have tendonitis in both my feet now, just from my walking and sort of jogging. Wow. I literally have tendonitis in both my feet and I need to get
1: cortisone shots. So it's like, mm-mm. see, that's why I don't do that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. I see you went moving your body's dangerous. Um, well, you know, what I read, I took a seven hour nap yesterday and that's not uh, a
0: nap. You went well, to bed.
1: <laughs> I didn't sleep the night before. And so when I woke up from my one hour, I was like exhausted. So I was like, I'm going to lay down for a nap because I can, I had the opportunity to do it. What time of day was it? uh 8:30 a.m. Oh, okay. And I woke up at 3:30. Mm. And um I felt so guilty, you know, I don't know. A- anyway, I started googling it. And I read that there's a new study that says people who nap for longer than 90 minutes are more likely to have a stroke. That naps are supposed to be under 30 minutes. And uh the test. I guess they tested all these people and asked them questions about their napping and all they followed them for six years and people who nap for longer than 90 minutes, like thousands of them ended up having a stroke. So I'm like, dang dude, because I thought naps were good. I thought your body regenerates when you sleep. And I thought I was doing myself a favor, but I'm like, I don't see how people can take a nap for 30 minutes. I can't fall asleep in 30 minutes. I lay there. And then is the thing like, well, if you can't fall asleep that quickly, then you must not need a nap, right? I don't know.
0: I don't think that's true. I think yours is a very different case, though, because of your insomnia. Mm -hmm. Because you're not sleeping and you're not getting in your REM cycle. So that's why I'm saying you didn't take a nap. You just went to bed. That was like your bedtime because you didn't sleep the night before. But I don't right. know what you want to do for that because like you got to really ask your doctor like how to treat that insomnia because... I have.
1: And nothing works? No, they put me on a CPAP machine. They said that I have to eat healthy, no caffeine afternoon. And, and... like none of that is going to happen. Okay. I mean, it might. It should. It could. It could. But like I have a hard time. I mean, there's lots of people who have caffeine after noon and there's lots of people who don't eat super healthy all the time who sleep just fine. So it's
0: well, but it there is some truth to what you put in your body. I mean, like right now. So we're on I'm on day five of like super clean eating again because I have to go in 90 days in August, I have to go get my inflammatory marker panel done to figure out which autoimmune disease I have because literally I have inflammation in every part of my body. So, but we need to figure out which marker it is for what. And the doctor was like, you need to eat clean. He wants me to drink no caffeine at all during the day. And I was like, I can't do that, but I'll do half-calf And so I'm doing that in the morning. And then he also was like, he wants me to exercise less, which I have a hard time with because my exercise is how I deal with my anxiety. So he was like, do those things for 90 days and then we're going to test you because I want to see what your body looks like if we are, if we're doing all of the best things we can. And then if your body is still crazy inflamed, we're going to be able to figure out why. Why? Right. So I'm doing it. um, And I'm not happy about it either. Because like this morning, Dave gave me oatmeal, which I'm fine. I like oatmeal just fine. But I wanted to put brown sugar in it. Because I like my oatmeal with brown sugar. And he's like, you can't have brown sugar. Right. And I was like, I don't remember asking you. And he's yeah. like, no, you did ask me because you said, help me get you through these 90 days. And I'm telling you, you're not having brown sugar in your oatmeal. And I'm like, eh. that's so, tough. so I didn't and I ate it and I survived it. Wasn't happy about it.
1: I, I, I learned that I have a binge eating disorder. Um, I haven't been diagnosed because I haven't gone to the doctor about it, but um, there's no doubt in my mind that that's what I have. I have a problem. Like it's a real problem. And um, I've been like reading books about it and watching like self-help videos on YouTube and trying different things that I found, but I'm going to have to just go to the doctor about it. It's, I mean, it's, I'll try to eat healthy all day. And then as soon as the kids go to bed, I mean, I'll have two ice cream bars and then a bagel with cream cheese and then a slice of craft cheese. And then three huge donuts and two mini chocolate bars. And it's just a pack, just back to back to back to back to back. I'll consume 10,000 calories in 10 minutes. So is it, is it triggered by, is it emotional binge eating? It's, it's more compulsive. I mean, I'm a, definitely an emotional eater, but it's like a compulsion. I don't know um, what it stems from, but it's like, okay, you need to taste everything. And it's like, I'm just throwing it into the void. I'm just throwing food into the void. And, has, uh, has
0: it gotten any better or any worse since you've taken your social media break?
1: No, it's been the same. Um, I've learned different tricks like, but even just last night, and it's something that I obviously cannot control myself. It's something I'm obviously powerless over. So it's the same thing like it was with drugs. And I have to get some kind of help for it.
0: Hmm. So you think maybe it's like, hmm. Because you, you, you were able to lose weight when you were getting ready for that wedding.
1: Yeah, but it wasn't healthy. I mean, I was literally starving myself.
0: Huh. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely need to speak to a doctor. Yeah. Because you have to You and this is what I say all the time. And I talk about, you know, food, food is in, in its basic form supposed to be used for us as gases to a car. Mm -hmm. And you're supposed to put it in when it is necessary because you don't want the car to run out of gas because you don't want to break. It doesn't, you don't want the car to break down. And if you put in crappy gas, the car is going to break down right? Yeah. Like you got to put in the right kind of gas and it's got to happen when it's supposed to happen. Um, and it is hard because I think when you have an addictive personality, you're going to pick up on other things as well. And when it gives you that sensation of making you feel better, right? Like I'm also an emotional eater. So like when I have a really bad day, the first thing that I want to do is eat something chocolate. Mm-hmm. because it's, I know it'll make, I, I realized it when I was in the grocery store, I had just gotten some bad news. I think we talked about it already on here. I got some bad news about a publisher, the, the publisher that we had pitched my sec, my next book at said no. And it was the last one. It was the last one that we were going to pitch this idea to. And they were like, nope. And I went, I went through the grocery store and I was just looking for something to make me feel better. Mm-hmm. And I realized that, it will make me feel better for the next five minutes and then I'm going to feel way worse because I'm going to get a stomach ache and then I'm going to feel guilty for eating the, th- the three or four Entenmann donuts that I was going to eat because I love Entenmann's chocolate covered donuts. That's like a go-to for me when I'm feeling sh or their crumb cake.
1: Mm.
0: And it's true. Like you attach it and you say, okay, I'm going to eat this right now. And when you're eating it, you feel really good because it's sweet and it's yummy and it has all of those addictive things because it's all of those things are addictive. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's, tr- I think that's true. I think what it is, is you have some emotional component that's not being fed otherwise. And so you, you, you like to, to not that you like to, you do binge eat those unhealthy things at night and then your body doesn't like it. So you're, and so I think that probably has a lot to do with your sleep patterns too. Yeah.
1: Because 100 per- I'm a self-sabotager. It's what I do. Yeah. And- with the food thing, it's like, it's not even the minute it's in my head, I just do it. I have to do it. And it makes no sense. And it, it, I, um, it's one of those things where I need to learn coping mechanisms, I need to learn how to switch my thinking when I feel the urge to just go run the train on the pantry, I have to find coping mechanisms and I don't have any yet.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I think it's really about because that's so I I changed up everything in in late December because I was just in a really funky place and was eating terribly and um you know, I was I was drinking too much, eating too much garbage food, making really poor choices with my, and I, it's when I shot up to 147 pounds and I was like, holy crap, I've gained this year, I've gained 17 pounds. And I was like, that's a lot of weight. It's a lot of weight for when you started at 130.' and yes, everybody's like, well, the pandemic when it's like, well, yeah, but at some point I have to stop and be like, which way am I going? Cause I'm not healthy. I'm not being healthy. And so I started because I was still exercising and staying at that weight because I was just coming home and eating all of the bad things, all of the processed sugars and all of the carbs that I could, I was eating loaves of bread, not like slices of bread. I would get a thing of Italian bread and slice it in the morning and pound it with butter and I'd eat it throughout the day, a whole loaf. Because that's where I was making myself feel better was with those carbs I was like, carbs make me feel better, (laughs) you know, and I couldn't keep them off because I'm over 40 and it didn't matter how much I was exercising. Now, I also have a problem with my thyroid, which we finally found, but, um, you know, it's, it's, you have to, you can't, we, you know, that's, you can eat yourself to death the same as you can drink yourself to death or whatever. Like it's, it, it's a thing. And I think when we do that to our bodies, we do it for a lot of emotional reasons, and I think you're right. I think we end up, like I was talking, um, I was talking with Vince last night. And for oh, those yeah. of you who don't know, like we're working on our tour and we're working on our sets and we have these little comedy, we, not little comedy coaches. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm such a mom. These little comedy coaches, these comedy coaches are amazing. And they've been helping us kind of get our stories to where we want our stories to be. And he was like, he was like, you, you have to, you have to like, want to be like, live your best life. When you're on stage, you have to want to be in every moment and be present and enjoy it. And I was like, I can't enjoy life. <laughs> it's like, that's such a silly thing to tell somebody to do. <laughs> enjoy life. Like, no, I have to worry about it. I have to worry about the five minutes before I have to worry about the five minutes after. And I have to just try to not shit my pants for the 20 minutes I'm there. And he's like, that's not what this is about at all. He's like, you've got to enjoy these moments. And it's what we tell people all the time, right? Like be in the moment, enjoy this, blah, blah, blah. but then we steal it. We're our own joy thieves yeah. and we self-sabotage. Yeah. And so you're right. Um, you're right. And it gets, it gets difficult. So I do urge you to talk to your doctor.
1: So I have an appointment for like a physical, uh-huh. like a well check, if you will. And I plan on talking to the doctor then and just being like, hi, also, by the way, I have, uh, a horrible relationship with food and, um, help me.
0: And this is what I would recommend that you do, um, is hypnosis. No, I was going to say, write down all of the things you want to tell the doctor before you go in, because you're going to forget or you'll get intimidated or you won't want to tell them these things. And so I have a list because I found that a lot of times, especially before I got sick, in 2014, uh, I would just not tell the doctor. I would just be like, it's just going to go away on its own or it's not that big a deal or whatever. And then when I had to literally advocate to get this scan to find out that I had this tumor in my chest, I realized I have to to tell the doctor all of these things because nobody is going to find this medical mystery on their own. So I have a list going of like And I take pictures now and it's like, okay, my skin rash is worse. My this, my that, my whatever. I've taken all my records from my endoscopy that I just had, my last pap smear, because everything comes back with markers for inflammation for me. So like the doctor was like, everything looked okay in there, but boy, is your esophagus inflamed. And it's like, well, why would it be inflamed? Like, why? Like, can you tell me why? And he goes, no, I don't really know, but You don't need to be checked again for another two or three years because everything else looks normal. And it's like, well, but it's not normal to have all this. So I'm started to write all of this down and I keep all the records. And now when I go in 90 days for my blood work, I'm going to take this into the endocrinologist and the rheumatologist and be like, here it is. What do you think? Because you're the person who's supposed to be able to put all these puzzle pieces together because I can't be crazy. I can't, I can't make myself have a rash every day of my life. Right. I have a rash every day of my life on my stomach and my back. Tell me why. You know, so t- so write all these things down. How many days out of the week are you getting almost no sleep? Are you are there nights when you can sleep? Mm-hmm. Um right, you know, write these things down like when you eat. Like you were just saying like write down like this is how much I eat and I can do I eat this in 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. Clearly I understand that isn't normal, but why am I doing this? And what can I do to prevent myself from doing this? You know, like write all this stuff down,
1: tell them. Anytime I talk about like food and stuff on the, my main page, I get tons of emails from different people, coaches, people trying to sell me stuff. And, um, I'm just putting it out there that there is nothing that you can suggest that I have not tried. And I mean that, uh, short from acupuncture and hypnosis, other than that i've tried everything i've, I've tried, tried acupuncture have you mhm i've tried pills and shakes and supplements and intermittent fasting and i like it's it's a, it's a me problem it's me and i have um, i've been reading about self discipline cuz i don't i need to learn self discipline I need to learn good habits. So I have started this habit tracker and stuff and, um, I'm just being self-aware and I'm listening to my body and my mind and I'm trying to get solutions. That's all.
0: Well, and I, th- I mean, human beings are so complex and so you, I think sometimes we assume we know why we do things, but we, a lot of times don't. We don't know why we're doing what we're doing or why we're programmed to believe. Yeah. And I think it's important that you... Because like the other thing, my do, so my doctor is totally into a holistic approach. He doesn't want to put me on medications. He was like, you've twisted my arm with your last results. I'll give you a thyroid medication. But I really believe your inflammation is caused from something else. And I don't know that this is going to help you, but I'm going to give it to you because yes, you have inflammation and your markers are high. He goes, but I don't think it's because hypothyroidism is your main problem. He goes I do think you have other things going on, but I think that the main way you can control the inflammation in your body is with your diet, proper exercise, proper sleep. He said you don't sleep enough for your body to do what it needs to do. He said if you're telling me you go to bed at 11:30 or midnight and you wake up at 6 and you're up four times throughout the night, when are you sleeping? I said, I don't know when I'm sleeping, but I can tell you that I get up at this time. I get up at this time. I get up at this time. And then I'm up at six when my daughter gets up and then I'll fall back asleep. And then I got, got to get my son up. He goes, you're not sleeping and your body is never recharging.
1: Yeah. And that's, so
0: he's very holistic. This guy wants me to, he, you know, like this guy is super, his, you know, his wife's a vegan and, um, he's a vegan and he's like, you know, you have to, it's, it's really about what we put into our
1: bodies. And I believe that I really, really do. Well, I do too, but I don't know. There was a point, um, I, I talked about it before, but I was eating super clean and working out every single day for months and months and months and months. And I lost so much weight and I was going to have my own fitness Instagram page before <laughs> juggling the shakes and stuff. But like every day after I would work out, I would nap. Like I was always still tired. I never, never in my lifetime have I felt energetic, rested. Rested. Yeah. Ever. Never once. And so I use that as an excuse now. I'm like, well, I've tried being healthy and working out and eating well, and I was still just as tired. So I might as well be tired and eat delicious food. Yeah, so, it's a it's a cycle. You get yourselves into the cycle
0: because I, I, you know, I totally understand what you're saying. Yeah, but, but I want you. It, I want more... you to feel better.
1: Yeah, me too. You know, me too, and I'm, it's making me tired thinking about it. I'm yeah. not kidding, I can't. I just chugged a Red Bull. And those we've talked about. I know, Mom. Okay,
0: but anyway, I'm not. I'm not good for the gymnast. Yeah, no, but Good I I think I, I I, really want you to go and get that full, full blood work and all of that stuff done. And I think can everybody...
1: Me, can you text me and tell me what to ask for? What do you mean? Specifically, I feel like there's something I'm supposed to be asking for when I go in there as far as blood work. Oh, like well... To make sure they test for everything.
0: Well, they're going to do a full... Um, panel, a full blood work panel. If you're getting like, I can show you my last, I can take a picture of my last full physical and you can see everything that they tested for. And then I would also ask for a full thyroid panel, including that. like including and just, and, and, and do those. Cause that's where you have to start is the basics. What's it called? A CBC complete blood chemistry And then they're going to get, then from there, whatever they find, they're going to be able to, um, figure out what they need to test for. Like the other thing that he was, he doesn't understand is why I I basically have like no vitamin D. My vitamin D levels were so low. It's like, I'll
1: give you some vitamin D. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That was the joke. But, um, I was like, I exercise outside almost every day. So there's no reason that I shouldn't have enough from just the sun. We live in Florida.
1: Right, right,
0: right, right. And so I'm on a supplement for that now too. And even with the supplement, my body is like, rejects the vitamin D. So you're going to, I'll take you, I'll take a picture because I have a paper copy of my last one, but it's, it's all the CBC stuff plus the thyroid stuff. Add, Jebba says, add a metabolic panel. So we'll write all of this down because I do want you to go and have a good physical and get all of the right things done and. You know, ask the questions, tell them about your sleep, tell them about your eating habits, tell them all of these things. Cause here's the other thing. I think sometimes we get embarrassed because we don't want to tell the doctor because it's like, this will be the first time they ever heard this. It's not going to be the first time that they've ever heard these things. You're not yeah. the first vagina they've ever looked at. You're not the first ass crack they've ever looked at. You're not the first, whatever. Like they've seen all of the things, but mm-hmm. I think we get so embarrassed to be like, "Oh, he's going to look at my whatever and he never seen anything like that before. And it's like, no, that's not true yeah. at all. Literally they've seen all of the Naked parts and things. So. And I guess they don't look at them like that because it's their job. I always
1: wonder about gynecologists. Male gynecologists. Yeah, I have a male gynecologist. Right. I wonder though. Like you see so many vages. How is it possible to still be attracted to them? (laughs) I (laughs) mean. In your personal life. I would... Because like I said, I don't think they look at it in that. Re- that They don't. That's what I'm saying. But it's that's like... what I'm saying. So when they get home, how are they still excited about the prospect of one when they. Well, I hope the one that they have at home, they really like. The person attached to it. Yeah, I would assume the person attached to said vagina. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I don't know if I'd be able to separate the medical and everything I know about that part. If I was a gynecologist, you know everything there is to know about every single crevice in that thing, and you see lots of disgusting things throughout the day, so then you go home, you know, yeah, this if took- I worked on thumbs, I'd never want to look at another thumb again I'm just saying
0: yeah i don't I don't think they think about it like that, but i I don't know
1: I'll have to ask
0: you ask next time you go in say how do you how do you?" How do you live with yourself looking at these all day and then?
1: <laughs> I don't think I'll word it like that. Okay, don't. Don't, 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 don't. Okay, what was the second thing that we're talking about? All right. So, if there's s- even
0: time, psychologists take to Twitter to say if husbands want more sex, you should do
1: more chores. Duh. Okay, Duh. next topic. Um...
0: I'm just kidding. <laughs> gonna... <laughs> I mean, that goes without saying, right? I I I thought so. I was like, "This is this. How I is don't need this?" Psychologist news? to tell me that. Um, it was basically this. Psychologist did this as a PSA to husbands. She's saying, "Husbands, this is your friendly neighborhood psychologist checking in with some uh, much-needed advice." I talk to your wives every day, and they are tired. And she basically said, "Every single wife I work with comes in with some variation of the same complaint." He wants more sex. She doesn't when he, she doesn't, when he digs in, it never fails that she is doing 80 to 90% of the household responsibilities. So she was basically saying, I see a lot of women and these women come in and their complaint is they're tired physically, emotionally, mentally. They do everything all day, all the time. And then they get resentful because their husband is asking at the end of the day, after you've done all those things, you got to do him too. And it's not because they don't want to physically be close with their spouse, but because of all the resentment that they carry from doing all of the things all of the time. And then they withhold that sex as a form of of punishment, basically, because they are not getting any help in the domestic parts of the marriage and the household.
2: So what percentage of the household chores do you do here?
1: Jesus, is that you? <laughs> I didn't know you were
2: here, Dave. Who, me? Yeah, what is our... Well,
0: let's see. I do the dishes, the laundry, the vacuuming, the mopping. Um, I do, I don't take the the trash to the street, but I take the trash out of the house most of the time, or the kids will do it. Um, I walk the dogs. It feels like a lot. What's a Quantify it. I don't know, maybe 70%. You do the grocery shopping and some of the cooking. I do the other cooking.
2: I do most of the cooking.
0: Um, We go through stretches and phases because I hate to cook. But like I cooked last night. What are you getting at, Dave?
2: I, I'm just asking. I'm... I am
0: I think it's probably
1: 70-30, but I, I don't... We have some kind of bomb diggity rebuttal. I, no, no, no. No, there's nothing
2: here. I, I agree with, with the study or with the statement um the uh i would say 60 40 is my
0: (laughs) her face Mm. um okay but i but i also think that there there are things that that require that the household requires that are not considered household chores that i don't do
2: at all that's exactly where i'm going there are there are projects that come up that are not regular things and i i think i do a lot of those
0: well and i don't Most of those. i don't do the finances i don't pay any bills i don't he makes me go through the budget and i hate it but he does all the budgeting and all of the like i don't do any of those things but like if a kid or a dog is sick i'm the one that's taking them um you know like so i w- it's definitely not it's definitely not. I and but we've also talked about this time and again too. There's no such thing as 50-50. Yeah, I exist.
2: I don't I don't think that what we do in the house is equal. I I know for sure you do more. I, I I don't disagree in any way, shape, or form. I think that we've gotten closer to equal from where it used to be.
1: Do you, you disagree,
0: didn't... Meredith? What was that? No, is? no. I, I I he I disagreed until he said from what it used to be. Right. Yeah.
2: Well. Yeah, but it I, got closer to equal.
0: Yeah, but it's definitely it's, it's just, not equal.
2: No, it's not equal. I don't think that it will ever be equal. Um, I, you know the the even when I'm home alone with the kids and you're and you're not here, they still want to call you to ask you things, right? And I'm like I'm right here, but
1: they do bypass you and ask me. Well, this kind of goes hand in hand with the next subject we're going to talk about, right? Yeah, so...
2: Well, the point I was getting to is I it's gotten, gotten closer to equal. I mean, it was to where I was not home. And when I was home, I was exhausted and did nothing um, and didn't expect to do anything. And there was a lot of fighting and there was less of fun time. It was not so fun, Meredith. But... I- she does a lot
1: of chores, and I'm still tired all the time at night when it's time. <laughs> at night when it's time. <laughs> <laughs> Meredith has think, a
2: lot of headaches.
1: Yeah, that's what <laughs> I was getting at. Yeah. That's not true. Uh, um, so let's talk about domestic blisters. Yes. So while Meredith's looking up whatever she's looking up, I found this lady on TikTok. Her name is Catherine Connell Davis. That's yeah. domestic blisters. Yep. And instantly I was drawn to her because of her authenticity. It wasn't, I can kind of see through people's bullcrap crap and it seemed like she was doing what she was doing because she knew it would help people. Not because she was trying to get famous, not because she was trying to get people to like her, but because she knew it would help. And she had a way of explaining household duties and the roles in a way that I had never heard. And instantly I was like, dang, dude, I wish she would have been around when I, my kids were super little because I really could have used her advice. And so Meredith, you have the article. Does it go on to talk about specifically what she talks about? Well, the video, it says, the video begins with the camera panning her open living room
0: space. There are piles of stuff everywhere. And the words, you are not lazy flash across the screen and um, as she begins to pick up the clothes the bags the toys and the miscellaneous items littered in the living room floor she launches into her explanation there are actually very real and valid reasons why some people cannot clean as they go and there are also valid reasons why some people just prefer not to do that. She goes on to explain that there are several mental and neurological disorders that can wreak havoc on a person's ability to start tasks, especially if they require multiple steps. So like when you looked at, if you saw this video and you looked at her kitchen, it, there was just, there was, it looked, there were hundreds of items that needed to be either cleaned or folded or picked up or moved. So it would have been step, 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 And she says barriers are mental and physical health issues that cause energy fatigue or pain, ADHD, which affects working memory problems. Once somebody puts something down and walk away from it, they literally forget it exists until they see it again. So there are people who are actually in the middle of a task, put it down, walk away to go do something else and forget they ever started that. Uh, post-traumatic stress stemming from child abuse or domestic partner abuse where cleaning was used as a punishment or was the subject of the, of the, abuse cleaning can trigger a nervous system, the nervous system and leads to avoidance behaviors, being unable to focus, believing that you are not worthy of a functional space, experiencing a loss or a life transition that derails you. Um, and you can't find any, you can't deal with just normal activities. You yeah. can't cope with it. Um, and she said, all of these people deserve access to non-judgmental, compassionate, adaptive routines for keeping a functional space. These people who live like this are not lazy or dirty or gross. They just cannot, they're, they don't have the proper tools to function inside of that space. Mm-hmm. Um, and she ends up and she ends the video explaining why she did this. And she says, I don't often go into sp- specifics about why my house is messy Um, because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. It's not about me or proving to some internet stranger that my house is messy for an acceptable reason. It's about getting a message out of compassion and hope that anyone that struggles, regardless of the level of functioning, you deserve kindness and you deserve the tools To, 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 deal with that. So like, and we've talked about this on multiple podcasts where you're like, when I get into that funk, I just recoil and want to sleep and lay in my bed and not do anything. And that's how you deal with your anxiety and depression. I, on the other hand, can't sit down and can't sit still. And I have to constantly be cleaning something or moving something because if I'm doing something, then I feel like at least, at least I'm doing something, even though it's not helping my problem (laughs) whatsoever. Right. Um, but I can make she, sure that there
1: are no dishes. Yeah, that makes sense. And I wish I was like that. She, she went on, like, there was a video she made about care tasks and care tasks. I, I'm going to misquote her, but basically there's things that we feel this overwhelming obligation to accomplish every single day and it will never be accomplished. Mm -hmm. And so we're wasting our life trying to achieve the perfect household. When in reality, especially if you have children, you're never going to get there. So you go, you get into the cycle of not having your house clean and feeling guilty about not having your house clean. And so you clean, but then it's dirty again and you feel guilty again. And it's this cycle that never ends. And she just in such a, plain easy way to understand she's like don't beat yourself up about these care tasks that's all they are they're things that we need to do in order to keep the house running but the bare minimum is okay because it's never going to be you know until the kids are up and out of the house you're not going to have a pristine mansion unless you have nannies and a lot or a lot of free time or unless you're somebody who can only function in a spotless household which i know people like that as well they they only they can only function if the house is pristine so it's like their main priority and for other people it's th- that the house cleaning isn't a priority like me and that's okay in my opinion that's okay yeah. i have other priorities and the house being clean isn't at the top of my list
0: and that's why dave and i struggle when i travel and he's home because it's not his main priority to do care tasks yeah but I'm like, why can I do all of the care tasks and take care of everything else when I'm here? And he's like, because that's your priority. It's not mine. Right. But we struggle with that because I'm like, well, I don't want to come home to this. Because then the first thing I have to do when I drop the luggage is not sit with the kids and talk with them about how they're, how things went when I was gone. It's to clean. But and that's because and he's that's like,
1: your. Correct. Yeah.
0: Correct. So we do struggle We do struggle with that because everybody is so different with how they see it and deal with it and approach it. And, you know, because it's like it's like the chapter I wrote about the laundry in my book. It's like, I want you to want to do the laundry. And he's like, nobody wants to do the laundry. And I'm like, but I want you to want to do the laundry because I want you to do the laundry. And he's like, none of this makes sense and i'm not going to ever want to do the laundry. Right. And i was like, but if i ask you to want to do the laundry, will you want to do the laundry? And he's like, no. And i'm like, we're getting nowhere. And he's like, exactly. Like this is not we're not we're we're we are absolutely getting nowhere. So,
1: i'm always careful about where i recommend people to go <laughs> like as far as following other people except for one time. That was my bad. But um she's definitely somebody i feel comfortable. And Dad and Bloated was another one. I gave him a random shout out too because I genuinely loved his heart. And yeah. um same with domestic blisters. If you have TikTok, I think that's her main platform. And if you're feeling bad about not being able to keep up with the household, watch a few of her TikToks and you'll feel like a new person. She's yeah. great. And I'd love to have her on the show. And I mentioned it a long time ago and I feel like I messaged her. I don't have TikTok on my phone. But I think she said she would love to So maybe we can get her on sometime.
0: Well, I will go on and see if I can message her from the TikTok.
1: Yeah. And because I'm sure she'd love to do it. I mean, I don't know if she'd love to do it, but I mean, I'm sure she'd be willing to. And I would love to have her.
0: Okay. I am here on her page. How many followers does she have now? 860,000. I clicked follow. Good for her. And message.
1: Yeah. It's you're doing this now?
0: I was trying, but I, okay. I don't actually okay. know how to do it. So I'll figure it out when I get off the phone.
1: I think you have to, she might have it set to, to where she has to follow you as well to be able to message her. That's how uh, I have mindset.
0: Okay. Yeah,
1: probably. Yeah, but she'll probably follow you back.
0: Okay. Maybe I'm, not.
1: I'm not great on the TikTok. I'll download it just, anyway, we'll get a hold of her, but I think she, I'll ask her to come up with her like, oh no, she has a website. I'm not surprised. Is she a psychologist? Uh, uh, LPC. What does that mean? License, License. Practical. License.
0: LPC. Pickle. Pickle. Cucumber. Chicken.
1: chicken. You know what would be fun for us to do one day? Um, the mental medium game where we each say a word and we try to get, try to end up saying the same word. Okay, I don't no Never heard of this. So okay, so for example, on the count of three, say any word in the world. Okay, one, two, three. Pizza. Sand. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now we got to try to get closer. Okay, to pizza and sand, we got to say the same word. One, two, three. Picnic. Okay. No, you're not. We'll just talk about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> at this game my husband and I played on a video and it was so much fun I saw it yeah it was yeah. so fun so you do know the game you just
0: I didn't know that's what it was called it. I didn't know that's what it was called but I did see the game and you you two did not say the same words sometimes mm. once once maybe yeah but it was but it was fun to watch
1: yeah one day I'll make videos again. but
0: I'll say things like Munster cheese and nobody else will say that. Right. Like nobody's going
1: to say Munster cheese, but I would. Yeah. But the point is to get closer. How do you to... know that you're closer? Because, so for example, I said sand, you said pizza. And then what word comes to mind when you think of sand and pizza? And then you say that word. Oh, so for me, it was like picnic. Like that would make sense or whatever. And then eventually you get to the same word, hopefully is the goal. Right, right, right whatever yeah
0: okay that makes sense so if i said vampire and you said never mind i can't
1: i might not ever be good at this (laughs) (laughs) okay well we'll try it just as a segment we won't take up a whole show for okay 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 all right so is that it that's it that's all All she wrote all right Everybody, thanks for hanging out. Join us next week for another episode of Take It. Or Leave It, an advice-ish podcast for parents hosted by two
0: struggling moms who have have no no idea idea what we're we're doing. See you guys next time. Bye. Love you.